1: Good morning. Coming up on the program today, Jeff Turn sits down with Sioux Falls Mayor Paul Haken to give an update about what's going on in the city. And I'll sit down with Chrissy Meyer of the American Heart Association to talk about Heart Month. All that and more coming up on Sunday Focus.
0: One of our favorite guests on the show, the mayor of Sioux Falls, Mayor Paul Haken, joins us now. I do want to run through some things going on in the city. And I want to start with the thing that obviously continues to be the, the the most uh, difficult thing for all of us, and that's the the pandemic that continues yeah. to happen. Uh, let's begin with the hospitals. From your briefings, how different is the situation right now in Sioux Falls versus maybe where it was in October or November in regards to the hospitalizations and what they're able to handle?
2: It's incredibly different. Uh, and I, I wish I was a scientist and understood the rationale behind this, but with COVID, for lack of a better term, it's kind of left this region. Uh, you're seeing very few infections. You're seeing very low hospitalizations. This current wave that we were dealing with in October, November is gone. So we're in an incredibly solid position in terms of uh, in terms of infections. That being said, we've just seen what can happen and how quickly a a new strain or a new wave can come in and take over a community. So uh, we're being cognizant of that, but the, the focus has really shifted more towards the vaccination side. In turn, we get these. Uh, these vaccinations rolled out as quickly and as efficiently as possible, which it's gone really well in South Dakota for, for a variety of reasons. Uh, the key right now is we just need more vaccine. People want it. We just need more dosages, you know, to get it to the folks who uh, who really want to get it.
0: Is the city doing a, a vaccination campaign of anything, or what would your message be to the citizens of Sioux Falls about getting the vaccine when they're available for those in those different parts of the of the vaccination program?
2: We have a vaccination campaign that we will be rolling out. We're kind of holding on a little bit because the vaccines aren't available yet. For the general public, right, yeah. Right, to to most people. So we don't want to create demand for a product that isn't there. But, you know, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, the single shots, looking like that's going to start being distributed here soon. Uh, And and the message there will be uh, get it. It's safe. uh, It's FDA approved. It's very effective. Uh, you shouldn't be afraid of a vaccine. You should kind of be afraid of COVID. It's really the, <laughs> the, the key. So we want people to get it. Once we start getting more dosages, we may look at do we have to have community vaccination events like you see in other communities that have, are getting more right now. The most effective way, if you fall into that, you know, one D is just to go through your healthcare provider, go through your clinic, or your you know through your doctor to get it.
0: Paul Tenakin with us, mayor of Sioux Falls. Uh, have you seen a benefit from the mass mandate, and, and do you expect? Like what you just detailed out, where we're at to be sort of the norm the next few weeks into the next month or so.
2: Uh, we do. You know, on the mask mandate, we, the the council will be likely revisiting that. It, it expires in the middle of March, and I don't I honestly don't know where they're going to end up on that yet. Some will say, well, because of the mask mandate, numbers are low. Um, I will also say that this this kind of lull we're in right now was really predicted, uh, mask mandate or none, by kind of the data scientists that we were working with back in September and October, we just didn't want to share that publicly because we're, we've are we been wrong so many times in this thing, you know, with, with where we thought we'd be with cases in May and June and so forth. It's been very unpredictable. Um, but we did know based on that data that we're going to likely be surging around Thanksgiving and then there's going to be a slow taper that's going to be happening over the weeks. And that's exactly what has happened. Uh, so I don't know if the council is going to have the appetite to extend that mandate based on these numbers. Uh, we'll we'll see. I think the community's just kind of gotten used to it. Right. And even without a mandate in place, I still think a lot of people will just comply and wear masks regardless. Have you been? I, I'll tell you
0: this. I think you know from when it originally started, I, you, you're really impressed right away in March and April with a lot of people that are are doing certain things uh, in regards to the to the pandemic. And then we saw what happened between you know May and uh, august in this entire country including in our area and then we saw those numbers in the fall i'll tell you what man the, the more i walk around and just talk to people or see people i just feel like people are to a point now where there's just more of a respect factor for other humans and the vaccinations around the corner there's not as much pessimism there seems to be a light at the end of the tunnel whenever that may be it just feels like there is a sense that we've maybe turned the corner from being so negative and 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 draw our, sand, our our line in the sand in this city. I don't know. I've yeah. been more impressed with the people of the community the last couple of months.
2: I, I have been, too. The The anger and yes. kind of the vitriol and just the, the tension. I mean, it was thick for a while there. and I, I couldn't even go online or, in some cases, just hardly look at my email box because just the anger in the community was incredible. And, uh, and it was coming was from both sides, like, man. It
0: wasn't just like everywhere. one side or the other. Everybody was so angry at each other. A lot of it, I think, had to do... With the fact that November had an election, and now that we're months away from that, I think the temper of the country's calmed down some, and I think that's affected us just being able to be in our communities and not mad at our neighbors as much.
2: Yeah, for sure. And that's been a message I've I've kind of been been preaching hard is just, hey, we got to live in community together. Everyone has wide ranges of opinions on these topics right now. No one is wrong. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. You may not agree with it, but you still have to respect other people's views on this. this is a this is something we've never experienced before. We're all leading through this the best we can and and I agree with you that there's been a level of calmness that is kind of taken over. I think that's just part of it's because the cases are down and people feel more safe, uh, I guess in our community. And so I really hope that continues that this isn't just a blip that we've maybe passed that really kind of ugly stage that we went through for a few months.
0: I agree with you. Paul Tenhaken with us here, Mayor of Sioux Falls. Let's get to infrastructure. It's such a broad term in the minds of many that hear that and they wonder where those dollars are actually going. What are some specific goals over the next year on that front right here in Sioux Falls?
2: Well, we continue to have uh, a record level of dollars that we're putting in the city budget towards uh, streets and roads. Uh, This is the time of year in February when people start to realize the roads get beat up over the winter. The potholes are showing up. I mean, there's, there's roads that really need repair. So we're going to have a record level of spending in roads again. That's not sexy, shiny work. Uh, that's just kind of the day-to-day grind that that has to be done. We're putting a lot of money into uh, veterans parkway South, which will connect uh, 57th street uh, and uh, highway 11 Our veterans parkway all the way to the T exit, basically mirroring I-229 around the city. Uh, that work will be beginning here. Uh, Uh, some of the design work and so forth this year. That's going to be a big project for us. The 6th Street Bridge downtown uh, is in need of a replacement. Uh, That work is going to be beginning this year. That will be a big uh, project. And then, obviously, we're spending a lot of time on um, uh, Amazon, Schwann, Foundation Park, a lot of the infrastructure work that has to be put into place for those two large employers to come to Sioux Falls. So that's a huge, huge lift. From a, uh, an infrastructure standpoint, that's taken up a lot of effort also.
0: Do you anticipate more announcements for that area of other businesses in the near future coming here to Sioux Falls?
2: You know, I, I do. The I think the challenge, though, we have, Jeff, is we're about out of land out there. I mean, with what Swans is looking to take up and Amazon, we're, we're already thinking about okay, where's the next uh, industrial park or where's our next? We've talked about a cyber park in Sioux Falls, sure. cyber technology park. Uh, so people have said, well, are we just bringing these hourly jobs and manufacturing jobs? No, no, no. We're, we're certainly trying to diversify the economy uh, with all ranges and pay scales of jobs. And I think we have an opportunity cyber. So we're even in the Forward Sioux Falls campaign that we're in, talking about a cyber park in our community, where that could uh, be located and what sort of uh, employers we could recruit there. So there's a lot of interest in Sioux Falls right now in, in the state. there's The phone's ringing, and, and there's a lot of uh, eyeballs on what we're doing here. And uh, how our economy has really bounced back from uh, the last 12 months. All
0: right, let's get to uh, the meter conversation downtown. This is very important for me. I-, I saw you tweeting about this, incorporating 5G. Does this mean, with the, the maybe the future of meters, less tickets for me? Is that what that means? Well, you still have to pay
2: your party meter. <laughs> what you're doing is just giving you uh, more options to pay, uh, as well as technology that will alert you, send you a text to your phone, you know, whatever it is to say, hey, your meter's going to be out five minutes. So uh, when you're in whatever store you're in downtown, you get that alert, you can run out there. So uh, if you're responsible with your meter time, it should allow for fewer tickets. Uh, what we're trying to do there is uh, we have three or four meters. We're kind of beta testing downtown. We're going to leave them up this month. People are going to try them. We're getting feedback from the community. Uh, and then we're going to be implementing those across downtown. They're really smart, wired, connected meters. Uh, So when you talk about smart city, uh, that isn't just one big change you make overnight. It's a series of incremental advancements you make in a community to try and make your community uh, more wired and technologically friendly. Uh, This is one example of that.
0: Paul Tenhaken with us here, Mayor of Sioux Falls. Um, I I wanted to ask you about just the political nature of South Dakota right now. And from your position, you're very, you know, as far as the people in this state, you got the governor, two uh, Senate people and then House Representative. And then there's the mayor of Sioux Falls. You know, in the city, in in the city of Sioux Falls being so big with so many different people in this city having different opinions about politics and your time in politics hasn't been decades long, like maybe a John Thune or something like that. What would you say the pulse of politics are in regards to, you know, people's feelings of what should be done and what's actually getting done, whether it's locally or without this or throughout the state?
2: Well, that's a great question, Jeff. I think one of the main frustration points I hear, and this isn't new, but people are tired of of bureaucrats, right? People who have been in office for forever. And they they, they, want to see a change. I I just hear that a lot. I think there's a benefit, though, to having some of that legacy and longevity in politics. But I also think there's definitely a spot for new voices and new people to get involved and get engaged. I think the challenge, though, right now is who would want to get involved? Who would want to jump into this circus right now? Right. And get, I say that to people, man, because think of
0: how many great business leaders we have in this country. And then right. we look at the pool of people that run for president.
2: There's certain there's certainly scenarios where it's, it's been the most rewarding you know time of my life, but there's also scenarios where it's like, man, I'm here, I'm serving, but I can't wait to get back in the private sector as well. You sure. know, and, and there's there's pros and cons to both. I think true public service, in my opinion, is there's a calling. You answer that calling, you serve your community for a period of time, and then you go back. You you leave it, and you pass the baton to the next person to serve. Uh, that brings new ideas, that brings new energy, uh, that brings just, just new innovation to government. And I think that's what we need: is people to take some of those private sector principles. I call it public entrepreneurship into the public sector. Infuse those ideas, light the spark, get the fire burning, and then step back and let the next generation kind of take over.
0: That's well said. I think that first part is what a lot of people are yearning for. It may not be that we want to get rid of experience. We just would like, you know, new ideas infused into those conversations with those experienced leaders, along with some fresh faces as well. Until we cross paths again, man, I always appreciate you spending 15 minutes with us here on the show, and uh, we'll talk soon.
2: All right, J.T., you too, man. Have a good weekend. Hi,
0: I'm Trooper John Schroeder with the South Dakota Highway Patrol. Expect the unexpected if you travel this winter. Keep updated on the latest weather and road conditions. Reduce your speed when traveling on snow or ice packed roadways. Move over when approaching vehicles on the side of the road. Remain patient when you have vehicles around you and always wear your seatbelt. Let's make sure we all get through this winter safely.
1: Welcome back to Sunday Focus. I am joined by Chrissy Meyer. She is the communications director for the American Heart Association here in Sioux Falls. Hey, good morning, Chrissy. Good morning. What
3: is the American Heart Association? We are the largest nonprofit organization in the country that works on heart and stroke. Our mission is to work towards longer, healthier lives for everyone everywhere. And we do that um, through funding research projects that look into the causes and um, treatments for heart disease and stroke. We also um, do a lot of public health education and awareness kinds of things. Mm -hmm. We also um, do a lot of other things, you know, working on social determinants of health, making sure that no matter where you are and no matter who you are, you have the opportunity to live your longest, healthiest life possible. And how does this organization impact the community on a local level? Everyone in Sioux Falls, everyone in South Dakota benefits from the work that we do. You know, from little things like you know funding the research that invented pacemakers i mean how many people do you know that you know have a pacemaker or have a medical device right um thinking about things like the research that you know tells us you know we need to manage our blood pressure developing blood pressure medications all of those kinds of things in addition we work here locally in sioux falls with a coalition of other health nonprofits on things like developing policy that impact how you can live a healthier life rough number how many people would you say benefit from the programs that you offer. <laughs>
1: like We're I said, everybody, yeah, yeah, everybody,
3: you know, roughly everybody. Let's say that you are feeling chest pain, for example, and you call 911. We worked on the system that ensures that no matter where you are in the state of South Dakota, you can get to the hospital in the fastest time possible and get treated the best. That's just one small example. But like I said, everyone in the state of South Dakota benefits from the work that we do. And we work really hard to make make sure everyone mm-hmm. everywhere can live their longest healthiest life possible so what's a favorite program of yours what's something that everyone always asked about you know I would say the one that really um, is got a lot of meaning for me and one of the reasons the things that brought me to my job at the American Heart Association is our Go Red for Women program and obviously that kind of gets highlighted this time of year with February being heart month a group of cardiologists and physicians they were kind of looking at the data and more women than men were dying of heart disease and And when you kind of did the, you know, the research and you asked women, you know, what's your number one heart, number one health threat, they wouldn't say heart disease. Women had no idea that it was their number one killer. And that's why Go Red for Women came to fruition back in 2004 was to A, educate women about the fact that you can die of a heart attack. In fact, you're more likely to die of a heart attack than your husband or than the man in your life. And so you've got to take care of your heart. You've got to take care of yourself and we'll definitely go over more of those statistics
1: for Mm -hmm. women but yeah you said it february is a huge month for you guys it focuses on your heart health Mm -hmm. so can you talk about local and national numbers for heart disease just to give someone a perspective of it
3: yeah so it is the number one killer of um all americans and so you know it, it kills more people than um cancer than covid um it is the number one killer and specific to women the thing that's really you know kind of interesting is that one woman will die every 80 seconds of heart disease in this country and so you know roughly in the time that we're doing this interview we're gonna have we're going to lose almost a dozen women like it's pretty significant so the other thing that's interesting is that one in three women will die of heart disease and stroke. So when we, you know, we have our events and we talk to people, you know, we always say, okay, look to your left and look to your right because one of the three of you is going to lose your life to this disease. And that's a really impactful thing. We just, you know, I don't think that we really fully understand that this is our number one killer it is the number one thing that we need to be worried about but the other piece of it is that by taking care of our hearts by doing the things that we know we need to do to take care of our hearts we also reduce our risk of other diseases cancer diabetes um, obesity and obesity related diseases so it's really important for us to pay attention to those things what are the top heart disease conditions we all know the heart attack but what are mm-hmm. the others you know heart attack i would say is probably the one that most people think about mm-hmm. but you know kind of within that category of heart attack there's you know different varieties and different flavors of a heart attack um, the biggest thing that when we're talking about heart disease is we're normally talking about um, what happens when you're um, basically your arteries get clogged and it causes tissue death in your heart mm-hmm. that's kind of the most common heart attack factor in addition um Um, one of the things that we're learning is that covid 19 impacts heart um, conditions and there's got to be a lot more research that's going to be done on that we don't know what the long-term effects of this um, virus will be on the heart but we're finding that there are some concerns there and we just we need to learn more absolutely and not to mention the um heart disease like the
1: undetected heart disease Mm -hmm. because not many people know about it it can be both non-detected and
3: detected Mm -hmm. and you often see this a lot of time in those healthy young athletes yes and that's a great thing to bring up too is that congenital heart defects are the number one birth defect and so um you can be born with a congenital heart defect and maybe not know about it until you're much older you know maybe you have a hole in your heart that's de- detected much later on in life or another defect and so it's just um, really important that number one you pay attention to your heart and by that pay attention to your body it, you know it better than anyone else and so you kind of have to be your own, you know, diagnostician if something doesn't feel right. If something just doesn't seem right, then get it checked out if you are just joining us Chrissy Meyer the communications director
1: with the American Heart Association is joining us live in the studio so women we've been saying are specifically affected by heart disease which is why the go Red for women campaign was created you kind of told told us a little bit about at the Mm -hmm. beginning but how did it
3: get started so yeah you know like I said back in 2004 um women more women than men were dying of heart disease and when you you know if you were to go out on phillips avenue for example and conduct a survey back in 2004 and say hey what is the number one health threat against women only one in five women even knew that heart disease was her number one killer so you know if the movement was first started To raise awareness of the fact that heart disease is the number one killer of women but kind of companioned with that was the fact and the discovery that very little was known about heart disease in women because studies had always been done on men Device trials and medication trials had always been done on men, and so what we have learned now is that heart disease in women is very different. Women have different symptoms. Um, we're we're usually smaller than men, and so our blood vessels are smaller. Uh, medication in you know reacts differently in our bodies than it does in others, and so the companion to that is that go red for women. Funds research that is specific to women, so that we can understand how heart disease and stroke affects women specifically, and how we can better treat women overall.
1: Here in Sioux Falls, there is an annual event that is held for the Go Women campaign, mm-hmm. and that is an opportunity to educate the community about heart disease and about the organization. And obviously, there are a lot of things that are different this year because <laughs> of the ongoing COVID nineteen pandemic. and it's kind of hard not to talk about it with events that are still going on yeah so will
3: this event continue as normal or are there some adjustments we are adjusting so normally the event would take place in the month of february in heart month as a celebration however this year we have moved the event to may so it's going to take place on may 11th and our hope in moving the date is that by that point in time it'll be um, safe and we'll be able to have an in-person event Event. Um, and so currently we're tentatively planned for May 11th at the Sioux Falls Convention Center however if something changes we are prepared that we would take that event into a digital event into a digital environment but our hope is still that we'd be able to have that event in person so what we've done is kind of pivoted and right now during heart month we're really focusing on that education and awareness message to get you know get the word out about heart disease and in women and also heart disease in general and then we'll celebrate in the month of may with our event how difficult was that to just kind of pivot everything to
1: may instead of having (laughs) it during hard month because the convention center it's a big enough
3: space so you kind of think yeah you can socially distance that way Mm -hmm. yeah you know it just we want to make sure our number one priority is the health and safety of our guests mm-hmm. and you know we want to make sure that everyone is safe and so for us we also know that we really do love coming together and celebrating in person and so we want to make sure a we can do that in a safe way um yes we you know probably would be able to socially distance in the room and and frankly when we get to may we probably will be socially distancing in the room in a in a different way we you know mm-hmm. we're still thinking through those things so it, it the biggest thing is we just want to make sure everyone's safe and everyone's healthy.
1: So if people decide to go to the event
3: or they decide to not attend, how can they get involved, whether in person or in a virtual sense? You know, right now, the best way to do that is to just um, follow us on Facebook. We are keeping everyone up to date. We've got a Facebook event page there where we're posting updates and posting heart health information, tips and tricks for how you can stay healthy. So that's probably the best way. In addition, you can follow us on goredforwomen.org, the national page. And that's got some great tips and information on how to stay heart healthy.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but there are usually some auctions that
3: go up for I- items that go up mm-hmm. for auction. Yeah. Where do these proceeds go towards? Yeah, so we do Yeah, we do have a silent auction as part of the event. We also do some fundraising around the event itself. Um, and all of the proceeds from the Go Red for Women event benefit Go Red for Women. And so they fund that research that I talked about, women-specific mm-hmm. research. They also fund our public health education and awareness campaigns for women here in South Dakota.
1: So how challenging has it been
3: for the American Heart (laughs) Association during this pandemic, just from a local perspective? You know, locally, it has been very challenging. And I would say, and by local, you know, I, you know, my territory, I cover the Dakotas Mm -hmm. and then a little bit of Iowa as well. And we have just had to be very flexible and pivot and make sure that we are, again, keeping health and safety as our number one priority. Um, but also continuing to provide those services so you know cpr trainings how do we how do we do that in a virtual environment you know how do we do that make sure that we're continuing those programs and so we we conducted what we called a great reset and just kind of basically as an organization took a step back and said okay how are we going to do this now and you know I think a lot of nonprofits did that our fundraising definitely took a hit it definitely took and had an impact on that but now we're seeing that you know people are still passionate about their communities they're still passionate about the organizations that they love and they're still willing to support us absolutely so overall do you think from your perspective, you guys have weathered the storm pretty well. Yeah, I think we've done pretty well. And I'm really proud of the way that we have, you know, pivoted and made sure that we are carrying that mission forward. And we also know that some of the elements that, you know, when we had to pick up and go digital, mm-hmm. some of those elements are going to continue into the future. Because one of the things we've discovered is that we are is bigger in the digital environment and we're able to reach people that maybe we otherwise wouldn't have been able to reach with just an in person situation so it's definitely helped us um, expand our mission a little bit, too. Absolutely. That's awesome to hear, too. Chrissy Meyer, she is with the American Heart Association, and it's
1: in the studio now. So let's talk about our health and how
3: important it is to keep up with it. So yeah. what are some good, healthy tips? Great question. So the first thing is, you know, one of the biggest things you can do for your heart is to be physically active, to move more. And we're not saying you've got to go out and immediately become a marathon runner um and I know that in the COVID environment it is challenging to get to the gym yeah but the good news is one of the very best things you can do for your heart is to go for a walk so you know walking trails are still open you can still safely socially distance and get out and walk but that's our number one recommendation is find the time every day 30 minutes five days a week or 150 minutes a week of walking just get out and move Another thing is, you know, diet. Obviously, we, we talk about eating smarter. And so we're incorporating a lot. We want fruits and veggies at every meal. Get those fruits and veggies on your plate. Make sure that you're enjoying whole grains. Make sure you're looking at lean proteins like lean beef, fish, lean poultry, those kinds of things. Um, in addition, The other thing is to manage stress, and that has been a really big thing (laughs) this last year. I can attest to that. Yes, we're all stressed to the max, and there's a lot of anxiety. And so find the things that you can do to kind of minimize that stress, whether, again, physical activity is a big piece of that. Going for a walk can help, Um, whether it's meditation, whether it's yoga. The other thing, just make sure you're getting enough sleep. I'm just going to say naps are your best friend. Yes. (laughs) Sometimes you just need that reset, but Mm -hmm. get that sleep. It's really important and it's good for your heart. You should be happy to know that I had pizza the other night for dinner.
2: And with
1: the pizza, I did have, you know, carrots and celery with ranch dressing, of course. But still, you know, I had those fruits and veggies in there with a little bit of that junk food as well. So how else can people educate themselves on their heart
3: health? Give us any sort of tools. Yeah. So number one, I would say if you have not had your annual physical in the last year, pick up the phone and get that scheduled with yeah. your with your healthcare provider. Especially with women, go get your well woman exam because then you can have that conversation with your healthcare provider about what's right for you. Have your blood pressure checked, um, have your cholesterol checked, have your you know blood glucose checked so that you know those important numbers, and then you can make a plan that's right for you. It's a really important. Like I said, you have to be your first and foremost diagnostic. As to how you're feeling. But then it's also up to you to take control of those factors and make sure you're making the changes you need to make all right Chrissy Myers she is the communications director
1: for the American Heart Association now Chrissy if anyone has any questions about the American Heart Association or what's going on from a local perspective where can they go
3: I would direct them to our South Dakota website which is heart.org slash South Dakota and on that page you'll see a lot of the information on what's happening here not only locally in the Sioux Falls area but anything that's happening elsewhere statewide all right awesome
1: once again February is Heart Month nationally, and here in Sioux Falls, that Go Red for Women event has been moved to May 11th, so keep up with the American Heart Association's website and social media pages for all those changes. Thank you so much, Chrissy. Thanks for having me.
0: Sunday Focus is a
2: public affairs program of Results Radio, Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.